We're dark and will and we are off the rail, off the rails, and we are off the rails, off the rails, yeah, off the rails. Who? Welcome. You're listening to Off the Rails, a podcast with little preparation. And two uninformed guys. I'm Doug, and with me as always, welcome, who William. Hi there, William. Hi. That was good. Hi. I that. Thank you. I'm trying to hit the clapping button. Hmm, go ahead. That's not. Doesn't seem. While well, I'm hitting it, doesn't seem to be working. You have it. In well, the, uh, do you have it in the right mode? That seems to be your issue. Is the mode. I have it in, yes, we're in live mode. I've got my media settings in live. You were able to hear the introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure why that little, did you see on your screen that it pulled up another video? Yeah, I did. That was exciting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Um, and then I hit the clapping button mm-hmm. um, and it didn't play anything. And now I hit the cheering button and that hasn't done anything. Hey, what's uh it's a work in progress. So the last uh, two podcasts that we've done, there's been no video. Um, even though it's recorded video on my side of things, I, when I play it back and I go to upload the podcast, um, the uh, video's there. I can see everything. And I didn't do anything different from the very first time to all these other times. And the very first time we recorded on this, the video actually showed up and I was able to put it on Spotify. The other times it wasn't working. I finally reached out to Riverside. I was like, this is bullshit. What's going on? And they were like, yeah, let us go into your settings. We'll check things out. And they found that I didn't have, I was only recording audio. I didn't have the video set up to record. But I don't understand why we were able to get video on the first one. I didn't do anything differently. It doesn't matter. I've changed the settings. We theoretically are recording video right now along with the audio that the people can see. We'll find out what happens in an hour or so when we're done. Yeah, Welcome, it's William. It's not like a, a lot of people are really dying to see the video. It's I'm telling you, the feedback I'm getting is just they're just upset. A couple people said, I'm gonna listen, you keep promising video, but it's not there. We're just going to stop listening altogether. Huh. We want video. Okay. Well, if that's the feedback you're getting, you got to get you got to give the people what they want. It's all got to do what the people want. William, how's it going? You got a beverage with you? Let's get this party started. I'm thirsty. Yeah. I've got dry. I'm ready to try a beverage. I went. Uh, can I start? Yeah, absolutely. So I went same same kind of thing that we went last time. Uh, I was staying with the box beverages. Uh, so last time was fruit fruit. Uh, no, it fruit was punch. Fruit punch. This time it's tropical punch. I really love the fruit punch. I thought it was great. Uh, so this time, best served chilled with the beatbox, 11.1% alcohol. You really can't beat that in a can. Can't. Or a box. I love it. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Good flavor. So here we go. Cheers. <clears throat> yeah, it's delish. Yeah, same brand, beatbox. Beatbox, yeah. The fruit punch is better uh, than the tropical punch, but it's a, it's like kind of neck and neck but there's a small little bite that didn't i didn't like it the the tropical bite at the front that i didn't like as much as i like just the fruit punch but it's delish it's really good 
Um, and especially yeah. 95, I point up here, 95 degree day, uh, like it is outside. This Ooh. don't, don't, don't mind this finger. It's actually outside. We, we just went and bought fireworks. It's, it's, it's a steamer and this is very, very refreshing. Yeah. I don't know if I can do, uh, I can't do the, it's too damn hot. It's too steamy. It's too humid where we're at. It's not near as hot here, but I just, there's a third of a July party I can go to right now, but. I'm not sitting outside all day long, sweltering heat and the humidity. It's just absolutely terrible outside. Screw that. Um, wow, oh, good. I need to go get the beatboxes. I forgot that uh, you tried those last uh, last time around. Um, I'm going to get some of those for the next time. I'm going to be doing um, something I've never had. Crooks and Marker. Margarita. Crook, crooks and Marker. We've got a strawberry hibiscus. Okay. Um, I don't believe I'm a fan of hibiscus. I like some hibiscus. You do you like the hibiscus? I like hibiscus cider anyway. I can't I don't know how strong it is. I can't I don't know how. Let's try it. Let's give it a shot. It's getting warm. Cheers. Let's give it a go. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. There's zero carbonation. I'm not getting any carb. I'm not getting any fizz. No fizz. It's it's uh it's very flavorful. Good strawberry flavor. I can taste that hibiscus. It's not overpowering, but there's zero carbonation. I'm not a fan of that. Hmm. I need some bubbly. Need it some just bu- tastes like a flat margarita. I guess margaritas don't have carbonation though. So. I think they do. It's, sure. Do they? I think so. Something in there's got some carbonation to it, right? Look, I'm not. An if you I don't know, if you get a margarita at a restaurant, there's no carbonation. Well, it doesn't taste flat though. Like I'm not. I don't get margaritas for their flatness. It's true. I won't ever get it again because it does have that flatness. And plus, I don't know. I can't find the ABV on it. Is I think that it's right there. there. No, that says 100 calories. Turn it one more time. One gram carb, zero sugar, gluten-free, flavored beer. Let's go one more time. One more turn. One more turn. One more turn. Ooh, margarita, strawberry, organic cocktail, strawberry hibiscus. I mean, it's got... Oh, what, what? I see an ABV right there. Where? Zero sugar under that, but you're going to have to read it. Between the margarita and the zero sugar, there is a percentage, but I think I can't read it. So turn it around and look at it. Underneath... Under zero sugar, it's 5% yeah, right it's, in the middle of the can. That's weak. 5%. That's weak. And if you're going to hide the ABV like that... yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I can't fuck with you. Drain. Make that ABV. I want to write up. I want a big, bold, proud. Yeah. Did, how did you already finish that? By the way, what happened? <laughs> I was thirsty. I told you I was thirsty. <laughs> you didn't see me chugging that. What? What? What do you mean? What happened? I thought <laughs> you just did, was that like a that was like eighty percent empty, right? What just happened? No, you heard me open it. You heard the you heard the open. I drank it. Did not go down your throat in one drink. Something is a miss. I poured it in here. Okay. 
I got to have it on ice. All right, I got gotcha. you. I put it on ice. So there was no. Pop. That'd have been pretty impressive. Uh, there was there no was a top. I, I, I opened it. Did you do the pop at the top? Yeah, I popped the top. Hmm. While we were chatting, I had my cup over here to my right. I poured it in the cup while we were chatting. All right, I got gotcha. you. William, how's it going? How was your week? I've got questions for you. What's how's what's up? How was your week? What's been? I felt like it was last week we recorded. Apparently, it was like the 21st of June last time we recorded. We have issues getting together, man. We can't get on the right schedule. I keep wanting to do it after I put Pearl down to bed, but then I just end up falling asleep. I think I've talked about this before. I've been I've been a, a dirty day shifter for like the last 13 years of my life now, but my, in my mind when it comes to nighttime has always been kind of a nasty night shifter mindset. So like I usually stay up till like 11:30, but I feel like in the last two or three weeks, maybe month, maybe two months, things have taken a turn. Like I I have real difficulty staying up past 9:30 anymore. Like I just can't do it. I'm just worn down. So that makes this pod. Boy, do we have issues trying to get this together. I think we initially scheduled it for last weekend. Didn't work out. We then tried to get during the week and went from Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday to Friday. We didn't talk on Saturday and we got it today during the daytime. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a booger, man. Now, I'll blame the two kids. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put the blame on them. It's fine. I mean, someone's, you wanted to record. Uh, you did say let's record on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I responded with, you want to record tomorrow or can we record tomorrow? Some shit. Yeah. She's hit or miss. It's unfortunate, but that's okay. We're going yeah, to figure it out. I think the Sunday matinee is really good. Right before I came in here, I told Erica we were about to pod. And she's like, why do you always pick the most inconvenient times to do this? And I was like, Tell me when the most convenient time is. I have no idea. I don't know when it would be. Like, it's not in the morning. It's not in the afternoon because that's lunch and nap time. It can't be before bedtime because that's dinner time with the kids. Two, three nights out of the week, it's bath time. It can't be, like, between 7 and 8 because that's bedtime. It's, if it's after that, then we're getting into our time. When's the most convenient time to do this? So Why is right now... As we speak, an inconvenient time because we were we were we are having lunch right now. So oh, it means she has to d- to deal with the lunch, and then right yeah. after lunch is theoretically nap time for the child. So she has to now be in charge of nap and lunch. But the reality is, is that when you have two kids, there's really not a convenient time to get away and chat with a friend for a pod. And Sundays are difficult because isn't that whenever you do, you normally do no judgments. I mean, you're going to do a, just a full day of, I don't know, two we, and two, it, two to three hours worth of potting. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with no judgment. Like our initial plan is Friday night, and then that sometimes falls apart. We try to. I mean, it's the, it's the same thing as this. We have one night we have in mind. We push it to the next day. We push it to the next day until we can finally do it. I mean, it's so it's it's not foreign to just this show. It's just very difficult to schedule the right proper time but i'm glad what's glad i'm here i'm glad you're here i'm glad we're here i'm glad we're finally getting it done what uh what's new anything interesting in the last two weeks Mm. i feel like you're setting me up for something that i'm missing and uh no 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 i'm not i'm not setting up for anything the only thing that'd be interesting is that uh pearl had been sleeping in our bed for like the last two to three months like it, it had become like a normal routine like uh, even if I got her to bed in her in her own bed, usually around midnight, she would start crying. And I'd pick her up and just take her back to my bed. And then when we all got COVID, 
we all sat in the same, we all laid in the same bed. And so I finally decided it's time to put that away. And I, I, I established a routine. We did the cry it out routine, which is basically putting her in bed and just letting her cry it out, uh, uh-huh. it out like a fucking champ. She now goes to bed immediately. It's been awesome. The first night was the struggle, as it tells you. It was a full hour of just rage and me. Wow. And I didn't think Erica was going to be able to have the patience to let me get through this. But now it's like I put her down. She cries. I tell her she'll be all right, and I'll be in the next room. And as soon as I shut the door and I leave, she lays down and goes to bed. It's freaking awesome. I love oh, nice. It. So that's quite the opposite of what you've been dealing with this whole oh, time. Oh, man, it's been great. It's been so good. Oh, good. Like Congratulations. It's, it's been like a two- to three-hour routine way back in the past, and now it's like a 30- to 45-minute routine of, of me putting getting her tired and then putting her to bed. So it's been a huge difference in our nightlife now. Awesome. Good. That's fantastic. Um, currently, I'm playing the clapping and cheering option in our media device, uh, and neither one of them are working. Yeah. So congratulations. No, that's exciting. That's my life now as as we are here. Who, who would have known? Who would have figured? <laughs> it's about time. I mean, that's big. That's big time. That's big news. Putting Pearl to sleep has been quite the extravaganza. It's not been fun. William, you mentioned last week on No Judgments Here, a podcast about music, music, news, music, tours, music, music, everything music, um, that you, prior to recording, had just got done having your wa- your back waxed. Yeah. <laughs> did <I> say that? <laughs> uh, you did say that. You yeah. did say that yeah. it was kind of like the beginning of the pod. It's like, how, how are things? What's up? And you got, just got my, my back waxed. <laughs> I didn't realize you were a back waxer. Uh, I didn't realize you were hairy enough to have a back that needed to be waxed. Can you give us uh, an extra the back waxing story? I didn't know that. How long is this? The first time? Do you get your back waxed with regularity? How what is used in the waxing? Um, how bad is it really? Does it need to be waxed with regularity? Kind of. Run me through some some of these things, if you would. Um, so, one, I think I've only done it once before, and it okay. was a horrendous experience. Uh, it was constant pain, and much like Steve Carell in Forty Year Old Virgin, I didn't I didn't get through with it. I I pulled the I pulled the plug uh, pretty quick, probably after like the second or third yank, I pulled it out, and that was back when, uh, kind of like in Forty Year Old Virgin. You put the wax down, and then you put that weird paper down over it. Yeah, you know that. It's, yeah, yeah. Erica's more high tech. I, well, I don't. It's not high tech, but she has better wax. I, I, I'm told <laughs> these days. So I decided because it is summertime. Summer is here. Yeah, I had a hairy back, man. Uh, I, if for those who knows me, I, I did. I did a laser back hair removal like in the last ten years, and I, it was actually a horrible experience. It, it burned off part of my tattoo on my back. And I think it's actually made it hairy. But Erica disagrees with that. She says it's, even though I still get hair, it's made the herring, the hair more thinner. So it did have, I think it was a waste of money personally. Um, yeah. but, um, so I was ready for it to go. So I agreed yeah. with Erica. The the best path possible was to do the waxing. Um, so I drank a, quite a bit of wine. I was pretty drunk uh, during the no judgments here podcast which i'm not usually uh too tipsy at all but uh i was definitely having some issues putting words and sentences together just due to my alcohol intake i thought you sounded great and when i listened to it back i didn't think i thought you were a little more jovial 
and chatty. Yeah. Uh, but I did not hear anything in your voice that would tell me that you were drunk. Okay. Well, yeah, so, that was definitely. I was definitely more jovial. So uh, we decided we hadn't watched. We've been watching all the Marky Mark movies during the pandemic. We went on quite a delay. So we decided. All right, let's drink some wine. Wax my back, watch the Marky Mark. Perfect Friday night, right? I'm yeah, just fine. Friday night. Hell yeah. Friday night party. So now yeah. it's it no longer has the paper. You do the wax in this little jug container, a little jug container. You heat it up to a certain degree, like 550 degrees. And then you pour the wax over the back where you're going to do the remo- removal. And then that wax turns into what you rip off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it didn't feel good. It was, I mean, it was still awful because, you yeah. know, she goes, here, breathe breathe deep. And I go, and she's like, and you can kind of feel it like. Sure. Know, and then she goes, and you're like, ah. And so there's like those five seconds of like, oh, oh. Like I was, but I was doing my best because I didn't want to make her angry because she doesn't like doing any of this with me because Val. Basically, she thinks I'm a pussy. Uh, she thinks I'm weak, and uh, I, so I did my best to to like man up, you know, man. Yeah, up. yeah. I'm good. yeah, good. tough guy. Like, yeah, don't say stuff like, don't be like, you don't understand, because now she's had two babies, and if for me to say oh, you don't understand, it's not going to work out because I'm like, no, I'm going to get a whole bunch. Her first birth was natural. Second, I saw the in the insides. Not not something. So this time I just kept my mouth shut and I just let her do her thing. It was painful. There was blood, but I, I made it through. We we made it happen, Captain. So it probably we had to take a pause like halfway through because we had to re wax up and the wax takes a while to warm up, which was unfortunate for me because I was really hoping just to kind of like a band aid just tear it all off and one yeah and get it out of there. But so I had to get drunk. Had to re drink between the hour while watching Marky Mark. So we got it done. But it's not something I want to do often, but I think I think twice a year is fine. I think I could do that in, in okay. So from here, do you do you feel that uh, there is a there's a temperature change in your body once that hair is removed in the summertime? Do you feel like you are cooler? <laughs> well, temperature so I, wise, I do it for the temperature change. I think I do it for the tank top, um, and I just don't oh. want. Like, yeah, top hair, like sprawled out in all directions. So it's like aesthetics. That. I would like it's a, it's an, it's a look. It's an aesthetic. Situation. Okay, okay. Um, how long does this take? The waxing, approximately. Yeah. Oh, this well because because we had to rewarm everything up. It we took the full movie and then some. So I mean, we're talking. It was a two hour process. Wow. Um. Does does Erica uh, laugh at you throughout this? You said that she find finds you annoying for being such a yeah, sissy. She, she doesn't find my sissy. She doesn't find it comical. To be a, she finds my sissiness to be annoying. <laughs> so she, it's not something that she she doesn't. She would prefer that I just handle it. She, yeah, she handles it fine when she does her own stuff. So yeah, so she ah, that's bullshit. Probably prefer that I just not be such a sissy yeah yeah well hey um are you using uh dial-up service at the house what kind of internet connection do you have i'm realizing that maybe your quality of your video it comes in and out really like you're clear what does it look like on your end oh, everything looks does, fine it, on my end. does it what is how's my it. video we've talked about it looks fine we've talked about my internet speed 
before. Hi. You want to come in? We talked about my internet speed before and that it was an issue, uh, if you recall. Um, and we got that fixed. And uh, But it appears to still be an issue, I guess. What are you doing right now? Are you recording that to show me? Yeah, I'm snapping it to you so you can see it on your end at a later date. Um, what else here? Uh, wow. Well, I think that's hilarious. Um, I I wish, uh, you know, if it was me, that's a Snapchat-worthy kind of experience. Uh, I would I would have Snapchatted you getting your hair removed um, for the content. Hey, Pearl. Pearl joined us. Yeah. Hi, Pearl. Uh, I think it's hilarious. I didn't know. I was so shocked whenever you said it on No Judgments Here uh, when the question was asked what, you, what you've been doing or whatever, and you said, I just got my back waxed. And I was like, I think, uh, for the why are we not talking about this? Yeah, I never uh, I never think – I don't ever have the for the content in my head. That's poor on my part. It would have been good content, I think. I agree with you. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. You were just thinking – being the sissy that you are, you were just thinking about the pain, obviously. Yeah, yeah I was – only had one thought in my head and get through this, finish this. It is July 3rd. Tomorrow's the 4th of July. It's Sunday. We're going to get a majority of the popping, right? Don't you think a lot of the firework exploding will be tonight? Absolutely. Compared to we tomorrow. May, we may have peaked last night, Saturday night. I mean, come on. You we I, Here, we had next to little activity. Really? There was some boom banging, but it wasn't... It wasn't, it just was people getting warmed up for tonight. Here in town, tonight's going to be the night because everybody's going to have tomorrow off. So they'll go hard tonight. Uh, tomorrow will be something, they'll, they'll be blowing shit up tomorrow as well. But most people have to go back to work on Tuesday. Yeah. So they're not going to go hard tomorrow night. So I think tonight's going to be absolutely insanity. I was uh, baffled today, and this is the first time that I can recollect hearing something like this. And maybe it happens every year. I heard people blowing shit up at 8.30 this morning. That doesn't make sense. That's rude. Yeah, so what do you think about that? So when I heard that, it didn't wake me. It started, it baffled me more than anything. Um, and so when I heard it and I looked at the clock, I was like, Jesus Christ, who the fuck is outside blowing shit up at 8.30 in the morning? It just seems way too fucking early to me to be outside blowing shit up. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's, yeah. It just seems Before, silly to me. It really makes no sense. But at 8.30, that's just, that's just rude to everybody surrounding your area. If it's going to be a loud papang on a Sunday morning, no. Yeah, right? That's what I felt, too. I didn't, And maybe just because we're old and curmudgeonly, I don't know. I just, I speak from, I can't speak for you. You're not an old man. I'm an old man. You're not an old man. Right. I, it's, right. I, it's absolutely just insane to me. Um, I think the hours should be afternoon. I said it in the Snapchat between noon and two a.m. Two a.m. Yeah. No. What are you yeah. Two a.m. Everybody's got tomorrow off. Eleven p.m. The end. Eleven. Eleven. That's too early. Yeah, dude. You know, like I was gonna do a percentage. Like twenty-five percent of people out here are doing fireworks. That means seventy-five percent of people. They're trying to sleep. They got dogs. They may have PTSD. They got kids. There's no way you can shoot fireworks until 2 a.m. No chance. Fine. One thirty. <laughs> That's ridiculous. They should have. They should have an area in town where you can do it till two. All other areas, eleven o'clock. 
That's the end. I got to drive to the designated firework spot? Yes. If you want to do it till two, absolutely. So I can blow shit at home, at home, blow up stuff at home until 11. 11. And then after 11, it's like, all right, everybody load up. We're headed to the park. Yeah. We're headed over to the to Independence Park. Yeah, wherever there's a big fucking giant field. And I think that'd be a blast. I think that'd be a party, pooping and hollering. Of course, you got to look out for drunken people who are going to pull up their hands. But, you know, 11 to 2, get out there. Have a good time. All right. All right. That's fair. If I hear uh, in my neighborhood until 2 a.m., I'm going to be I'm gonna be pretty upset. Are you? I mean, I'm not going to. What does that mean? But I'm going to be upset. Be like that one time on New Year's Eve when the dude sat outside my uh, my mailbox with uh, with his Mustang rolling. I called the cops on him. Can't be doing that. It's way too late. You turn off your car, man. Did anything come of that? Uh, he got arrested for DWI. William, you got somebody arrested? He got himself arrested, Douglas. All I did was did a police check. I was like, "There's a dude in a vehicle out here revving up." His- Did I not tell you about this? Is this brand? I don't. I don't. I don't remember this. On New Year's Eve, it was it was Pearl's first night solo in her bedroom, and while I was trying to put her to bed, there was a car outside, like revving their engine, like constantly, and like every ten minutes, be like vroom, 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 and between that, it would just be sitting on idling. But it was like a Mustang, so it was a loud idle, and he had. Yeah radio on as well and it just never stopped and uh i put and this was directly in front of your house directly in front of my house he was parked in front of my mailbox and so uh like two hours went by and the dude's still out there i have no idea what's going on i don't know if he's trying to intimidate somebody i don't know if he's dead i don't know what the hell's going on like i have no guesses uh and i i'm like torn whether or not i should go out and like knock on his window and be like, what's going on, man? What's what's, but I, I have no idea what kind of it's new year's Eve, which is like making it all weird as well. Cause I'm thinking it's probably a drunkard, but I also have like in my head, I have like these a, a, a hundred different scenarios in my head as to what's happening. Um, and finally midnight, I just can't take anymore. So I call the police. I'm like, Hey, there's a man in a car or I, I didn't say a man, but I said, there's someone out in their car in front of my house who continues to rev their engines like every 10 to 15 minutes hasn't stopped for the last three hours. I need someone to come out here and do like a, a check on this dude. And so I was like, do you don't, did the cops ask you if you have any enemies? No enemies. They asked, do, do you want the cops to come to your house? I was like, I don't need to know anything. Don't need to know a thing. I'm just, I just want you to go check on this dude or at least, and at least tell him to move down the street or go somewhere else. And you know what they did? So th- uh, two cop cars show up. I watched them, one parked in front of the car, one parked behind them. Cop gets out, comes directly to my house, and knocks on my door. <laughs> nice. nice. So, so that was the last request I made. Please don't involve me. Did not work. That's the first thing they did. Hey, it's like, hey. Uh, Why'd they come to your door? What did they say? They wanted to know what I wanted to do with them. I was like, I just want him to leave. And, um, and they were like, all right, well, he's intoxicated. We're, we're providing him like a, a field sobriety test right now. I was like, cool. It's like, all right. And so after they did field, field sobriety test, they came back to my door, knocked on it again. At this point, we're like at 1 a.m. 
And they're like, yeah. So he's drunk, said he was trying to, to sleep it off in his vehicle. And it was like 10 degrees that night. So he kept the engine revving uh, so he could stay warm in his vehicle while he was trying to sleep off uh, driving. But they, uh, they ended up taking him, taking him away into the, uh, into the jail for the night. And they left his car. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, good. At least they didn't tow it off. Yeah. He no, got to he yeah. got to save a dime or two on that. He, he was able to come back the next morning to pick it, scoop it up. Oh, but, did you uh did you by chance witness that? No, we uh we all left the house. <laughs> we left the house and hoped for the best when he came back. Well, hopefully he was so intoxicated he doesn't remember that they actually went to your door and that's the hopes. That's a long way of saying I do get upset when people aren't abiding by just very respectful, obvious, neighborly uh, rules and regulations at nighttime. That's a fantastic transition into my next thought. That's perfect. Because as I was dug dashing uh, this week, there was some, I had some thoughts. And one of the biggest ones that I have is basically uh, one of the biggest ones that I have, one of the biggest pet peeves that I came across a realization. I'm looking at my notes and trying to, as I'm dug dashing and I'm doing things, I was reminded about how much people's inability to be thoughtful of their surroundings about people there. Listen, we have to live with each other. Mm-hmm. You're not the only motherfucker on earth. So stop walking around and acting like you're the only person on earth is the shit that pisses me off. Be cognizant of others. Be aware of your space. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of what your activities are doing and how they're affecting other people. Mm-hmm. And there's too many fucking people out there that think they're the only ones walking around. I'm me. I'm only worried about me. I don't give a fuck if I'm walking in a crosswalk and I'm taking my sweet ass time and you're trying to turn left and you can't turn left because I'm just fucking skipping around just looking at butterflies and taking my sweet time to cross the road. Bitch, you see me coming. Pick up the pace and move. When my big ass is going through a, cro- a crosswalk, you better believe if I'm seeing cars, I hustle. I move because I don't want them to have to sit there and wait all day. Get the fuck out of the way. How about whenever you're getting gas and, the, and, the, and when you pull up to the, to the gas station, all of the pumps are taken, right? It's just absolutely crowded with individuals, with people there. Don't fucking put the thing in your car, start filling up and then get back in your car and just look at your cell phone. And then when you get out of your car a half hour later, you realize that the gas has stopped pumping. You're like, oh, when did that happen? Can't believe that fucking happened. Or you don't even get fucking gas. I'm seeing this a lot. People just park there. They sit in their car and do God knows what. They're on their phones. They're fucking around. They finally get out of their car. They don't even start pumping any gas yet. They go inside and browse the fucking convenience store, go take a shower. I don't know what they're doing in there, reading recipes and buying groceries. They come out, and then they get gas. Fucking drives me crazy. Get your gas, move your goddamn car. Pay attention to how much you're getting in your gas and move your car. When you're inside, be ready to pay for your shit. Just, God damn it, get out of my way. Be cognizant of others. Yeah, drives me crazy. Uh, I mean, I agree with you, Doug. 100%. People are only thinking about themselves 
just all day, every day, just out and about. Just are we? Am I? I mean, are you caught? When I'm out everywhere I go, if I go into a gas station and I'm buying lottery tickets, um, I might not get them right then and there because I notice that there's four people forming a line behind me. So I'll actually just go and get them somewhere else, or I'll wait and get them after the line. Whatever the I don't know if I'm going to get gas and I notice that it's crowded, I'll get my gas and I'll pull away. Or I'll pull my car up far enough so that people can pull their cars in behind me. Like, I'm constantly aware of my surrounding and what's going on so that I'm not doing something that's going to fucking piss other people off. I'm treating people the way I want to be treated, right? Is that the golden rule? A golden golden rule? It's a rule. I don't know. It's a, it's a rule. I mean, just speaking on the gap. So if I'm inside and I want lottery tickets, uh, I mean, that's the speed of that is going to be up to the gas attendant. So... I'm not sure why you sure. back in line if you just need lottery tickets. But if you are getting gas and you notice that all the gas stations are filled and there's people starting to roll up behind other people, yeah, man, I'm I'm in and out as quick as possible. If I need to go inside, I'm going to get my gas. I'm going to be done with my gas. I'm going to get my car. Then I'm going to find a parking spot in front of the gas station and park, so that way other people don't have to wait for me. Yeah, but in outside, yeah, it's real real simple stuff that a lot of people just. Don't give two fucks about. Yeah, man. Don't be a dick, people. Be cognizant of other people. Um, that kind of goes with your left-hand driving from last week, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I tried to, uh, to kind of focus on that in my drives, but I didn't really have... Like, I saw you had another issue with it this week on your snaps. Uh, it doesn't appear to be an issue in Fayetteville, from what I can tell. I didn't... Uh, the only issue I had was being in the right-hand lane behind somebody and there not being anybody in the left-hand lane and coming up on a stoplight. If you're not going to turn right and you're going to be in the front, then you need to scooch over to the second lane. So people who may be behind you can okay. get there and turn right. That's the only that's the only instance of where I got a little dug rage. Uh, because it was me and one other dude, and we had to sit through an entire st- stoplight because he wasn't turning right, and I was, and that that guy got a little dug rage with that. Just a little, yeah. It was early, a little dug rage. I was like, man, you could have very easily saw the red light coming up. You could have very, yeah. Just and there's nobody in the left lane. Could have moved over, right? You're not turning right after the stoplight. I know where we're at. You're not going to Boys and Girls Club. Get over. Yeah. Like get good. Me Good. I'm glad that you're seeing that I'm correct in everything I said. <laughs> well, you just so, basically you. I'm just saying people I, need you know if uh, I'm just I'm not I just, I I didn't partake in the le- being in the left hand lane and being stuck behind a driver to try, try to get an understanding. Possibly I should have gotten the left hand lane myself and gone about two or three miles under the speed limit to see if that annoyed anybody. I didn't do that either. Maybe that's something I'll have to check into the next week or two. No, do not test out the theory by being the asshole. Well, I couldn't find the asshole who was doing it. So I I feel like now I got to be the rat. I got to be the dude. Well, obviously, I hope you do do it and we'll see what happens. I'll try it out. Give it a shot. Um. So the the next few things I'm going to cover before we get into uh, what's going on with the news these are going to just be some Doug Dash thoughts, some things, some observations while dashing. Okay? Okay. All right. Let's see. I keep hitting things and moving screens, and I don't mean to. 
Um, so I had to go to Pantera's Panera Bread for some orders, and they're just fucking slow. Panera's is the slowest restaurant I've ever been to in my life. They're just making sandwiches. I don't understand why it takes so goddamn long. Soup and sandwiches, right? Soup's already fucking made. You take it out of container, put it in a bowl, serve it up. Sandwiches, theoretically, I think they should be made pretty quickly. It just, Panera's a very, very long experience when it comes to getting your food. So while I was there waiting 20 plus minutes for a delivery, um, which ended up giving me a $51 tip. Wow. Woo-hoo! I sat in that fucking Pantera's bread for over 20, 30 minutes waiting for this order for a, a neurological place center. Uh, it was a pretty big order. And I get it. They were swamped. This standing room only. There was nowhere to park. They were very fucking busy. And they had Pantera a lot of to go. Busy, What's that? Pantera is that busy? Yeah, in Lincoln it is. Absolutely. That fucking place is swamped every afternoon during lunch hour. Uh, so I get it. There's there. It takes some time. But I waited forever for what was supposed to be only like an 8 $9 delivery. And, and whenever I delivered it there, I was pissed off when I got there. I had these two giant sacks of food. And when I got to the to the doctor's office or whatever, she let me in through the back. She's like, oh, okay, come on in. I was like, oh, I guess I'm just going to hand her, physically hand her the bag. She's like, okay, go around. Uh, go around that back corner. Go up those stairs and over to the right. I'm like, I'm actually in the office. Normally, I just go to the front, hand motherfuckers their food, and leave. And you've got me going in through the office, going upstairs. It was a weird situation. I wasn't happy with anything. I set the food upstairs on this conference table. I walked downstairs. I'm cussing under my breath. It's fucking bullshit. I had to wait 30 fucking minutes for this shit. They make me go in the office and deliver it to the fucking boardroom? What the fuck are they doing? It's their food. I delivered to the door, and that's it. I'm done. This is bullshit. I had to go up in there. And as I'm going down the stairs, I'm, fig- I'm finishing my app and saying I'm done. And when I get to the front door, it's like tip $51. I was like, God damn. You guys are so nice. I didn't mind doing any of that. The wait was fine. Um, so I came up with some Panera Bread slogans for their restaurant while I was there. These are my suggestions for Panera. I think these should be their new advertisements. Um, Panera, don't rush the process. Panera, hope you have time. Panera, make yourself comfortable. Uh, Panera, extended stay available. <laughs> I like that. Extended Because <laughs> it's like a hotel. You could, instead of going tonight, you could stay a whole month. Extended stay. <laughs> Panera, extended stay available. <laughs> Okay, that's some of the new commercials I had for Panera. Panera, fucking hostile. Why? Who's hostile? Because it's it's like it's it's kind of Pantera, but it's not Pantera. It's Panera. Oh. Mm. What else you got? Go ahead, hit me with another one. Panera, walk. (laughs) Panera. Walk? <laughs> what about Panera? Five minutes alone? 
is happening? How much of that eleven percent box have you drank already? Panera. I got Did you say alone? Yeah, five minutes alone. Because you'll be spinning. What a... Hold on. Hmm. <laughs> How about Panera, Far Beyond Driven? Are these all album titles for Pantera? Is yeah. that what we're doing here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it's quite all right. It's quite all right. Oh, that didn't go over as well as I thought it was going to until you started coming up with your fanta Panera alone. <laughs> um, Panera, what? Come on home, boy. I don't even. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> Panera, free spit. <laughs> Oh, my God. The problem is, I don't know any Pantera music, so none of this makes any sense to me. But your energy and enthusiasm when you say them, because you know what it means, Mm -hmm. works for me. Hmm. Question for you. You're familiar with Family Dollars, Dollar Tree, Dollar Generals. Sure. Um, As I was doing some dug dashing, I was in an affluent area of town. Um, with the nicer side of town where the where the a lot of money resides. Mm-hmm. What do you think about do you think you probably have never this has probably never crossed your mind? I find it odd uh whenever I see a dollar general or a family dollar or a dollar tree in a rich area of town, an affluent area of town. You think too good for that? I mean, yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I get it. The rich stay rich by being frugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's okay for them to... I'm not saying that people with a lot of money can't shop at Dollar Tree or Family General. I just feel like they are out of place in these areas. Uh, and I they just seem weird to me in affluent areas. And yeah, fuck them. They, I just, I don't... When I say it out loud now, I, it's really ridiculous. But when I was driving around the other day and I was seeing them, I didn't like it. And I thought it was weird and out of place. Your thoughts? Uh, it would be interesting to see some type of... I would like to, to, to know where the most successful family dollar, dollar general, dollar tree stores are located at as per... Yeah kind of neighborhood they live by because the ones who would be in a well like a poverty type neighborhood are probably i would think are not doing real well right i mean well hence the reason they're going to family dollar and buying extremely cost effective products i don't know what the answer is I, i don't know who's i don't know who's going i don't know what their clientele is i have no idea i know i don't go i can't recall the last time i went to one um, I don't even know where the closest one is to where I live right now. So I have, so I, I can't even tell you that I go inside one and I look at the clientele, but I do know actually there's one next to uh, one of my buddies rushing uh, probably two miles down the road. And he lives in a very, very affluent neighborhood right down the road from us. It's his first store he would stop at uh, if he needed somewhere quick and easy. I have no idea where, where one is in my area though. I need you to ask Rushing if he's uh, if he or the family that he. I'm assuming he's married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if if anybody if they uh, frequent 
the family dollar dollar Let's tree dollar general. Maybe there's some Google searching in there. Who goes to family dollar dollar general stores? Who who shops there? I've done a I've done a lot of uh, dug dashing there. There's a lot of people that uh, when you get an order for a dollar tree dollar general family dollar, they're the you go in and do the shopping. Mm-hmm. So it comes up and it says they've got six items, and you go in and actually buy the items for them. Um, so that's the only reason I've been in one in a long time because I've had a lot of those deliveries. Um, a lot of Plan B. I've I've got multiple not Plan B, but uh, uh, tests, uh, pregnancy tests. Uh, a lot of at home pregnancy tests have purchased from Family Dollar um, that I've done. That's weird. Um. Yeah, I, I seem like I feel like that you want that to be maybe a more high priced item. That I don't know. What does it mean that it's high priced? Maybe they're just as effective for three dollars as they are for however many other dollars they cost. I don't know. I've never used one. Maybe I'm wrong in all of my thinking. It just seems weird to me. They're in all types of neighborhoods. They're everywhere. They're on poor sides of towns. They're on rich sides of towns. They're in the middle of town. The fucking family dollars and dollar trees are everywhere in Lincoln. Hey, there is there is an article out there. We'll have to read into it later. Understanding dollar store shoppers and what they expect. There's there's some research on the internet for you to look up. Oh, we'll we'll have to come back to it for me to look up. Us. You, there's another one that says how dollar stores sell low income people a sense of belonging. Oh boy. So they're they're, they're look. We'll do some research. You know, I have a I have a dollar a general hat and a T-shirt. Why? Uh, because then uh, w- I used to go to the NASCAR race in Kansas City, and we used to do a lottery as to what racers uh, what racers we would be going for for money. You know, and the, the the guy I picked that particular time was sponsored by Dollar General, so I went downstairs and got me a, a Dollar General shirt and a Dollar General hat. Nice. It's pretty, pretty strange. It's pretty strange to buy a Dollar General hat just because it has like the number 27 on the side of it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty strange. But yeah, I still I still have it. I should probably go put it on for the rest of the episode, show up my Dollar General support. You can do it next time. But I definitely need to see this Dollar. You don't wear that on the weekends, on race day? You don't, Are you I still? Should. I should, shouldn't I? Should can you tell me who the driver of that particular car was at that time? I want to go with Clint Bowyer, but that could be wrong. Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer. All right. Um, another question here. Uh, license plates. Do you you know that people hide license plates in like pictures and videos? Mm-hmm. They'll like black them out. Why? What's the point I've of always, that? Uh, I've always wondered that because if you try to look up a license plate online, you're not going to get any details from it. My can- license plate is seen all day long when I drive around. It's not. It's not hidden from anybody. It's public information. Every time you drive your car, your license plate is being seen. So what's the big deal if I was to sell my car that I actually black out the license plate in the for sale picture or whenever somebody's taking a video of somebody else's car in a parking lot or something and they hide the license plate? I don't That's what I'm saying. I, I, there, there, for, there's some type of privacy thing there, but I don't know what the privacy event is. Because, again, if you try to Google, if you're driving around town and you just decide, I'm going to Google this license plate, like, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to find any details. Like, if I tried to Google your license plate, I'm not going to come up with Douglas 
on my search. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I've don't never think. tried it. That's something else for next week, I guess. All right. Take notes. All right. That's just something that's an observation. I just thought about it. I got a lot of time to think when I'm driving around. I'm seeing all these license plates. You know, I like the Snapchat uh, vanity plates. You, on the other hand, on Snapchat are not concerned with hiding people's license plates. No, not at all. You're all. I, I Snapchat vanity plates. That's my goal. Anytime I see vanity plate, I'm grabbing my phone so that I can Snapchat it and butcher the the vanity plate. And on occasion, I'll get them correct. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, people hide this information that I'm looking at on a daily basis all the time. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. I don't know the answer. Should we Um, You want me to Google that? Yes, I do. In the meantime, um, this is just an option. This is just a... An opinion. When you leave a, a, you know, people leave ratings. It's a five-star, four-star, three-star, two-star, one-star rating on whatever it might be. Whether it's a a restaurant, a delivery driver, uh, an Uber drive, rider, drive passenger, all that shit, right? I think that if you leave a one, two, three, I think if you're leaving any type of rating, whether it's a one, two, three, four, or five, it should not be anonymous. I think that the the sender's information should be on there so that the person that they're leaving that rating for can respond to that particular individual. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I mean, they can still respond without it being to that in to that specific person. They can just reply to the comments. Uh, again, you're looking at privacy concerns here. Um, everything online is about privacy. Um, so the reason why you would have that option not to provide your full name and address is for privacy concerns on the Internet. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Google search, why do people hide license plates online? Blurring a license plate online is done for two different reasons, either to protect your privacy or to avoid incriminating yourself. It's possible to dig up the owner's info. If the number ends up in the wrong hands, it can also be reported to police whether or not you've done something wrong. Um, so it's the same thing with... Uh, Posting reviews. Um, everything's about privacy online, even though we give away our privacy every single day in mobile online as well. Sure. I'm not referring to actual reviews, though. I'm, I'm referring to just whenever you just click one star, two star, three star. Is that is that separate, but you, right? But you're putting a comment, though, with it, right? I No, they're not. Because So the reason that, that made me think of this is whenever I'm doing Doug Dash, I've got you can leave a, a, a rating. Mm-hmm. Five star, four star, three star, two star, one star. Um, somebody's left me. I think I've got one or two one stars, and then the other day somebody left me a three star. But they don't. There's no. Specific, it doesn't say why. There's nothing that says I left a one star rating for the following reasons. And so that's some bullshit because. My rating has to say above a 4.7% in order to be a top dasher mm. and have benefits of a top dasher. And so when somebody just fucking has is upset about something that I didn't do because I am a phenomenal delivery driver, you leave me a one-star review, you could totally fuck my whole rating shit up and make it so that I don't have top dasher status over something that's out of my control. It's not my fault you didn't get your fucking french fries. It's not my fault that you're, whatever the case might have happened to your food, 
and you leave me a one-star review, listen, I pick it up at a restaurant and I drop it off at your house. That's that's all I do. You leave instructions. I follow the instructions. We're done. So when I get anything less than a five, I'm like, well, this is bullshit. Why am I getting a five? I want to know why, and I should be able to respond to a one-star review. I want to know, why'd you give me one-star review? And I don't want your address. I don't need your phone number. I don't need your email address. But I, I think there should be a way that if somebody leaves you one star, you should be able to respond to that individual in some form or fashion. Sounds dangerous. Um, and I would say as a person who's also had a job that was uh, dependent upon uh, the, uh, the, the percentage of the uh, stars afterwards, um, a lot of people are not going to rate your service. Uh, they're going to be rating your company or the for DoorDash, like you said, they're going to be rating the company that you ordered from. Um, and so it's not a reflection on you, but it's a reflection on on who you work for, which sucks. And I wish the companies that relied on such would look more into that, but they don't. So not much we can do about it. I don't know if I want, if, if, if I still did that, I don't know if I want the opportunity to be able to communicate with somebody who provided me with one star. Seems dangerous. Seems like it could lead to something we don't need to. Just because you're a normal person and I'm a normal person, we know that there's not a lot of normal people out there. Um, and for someone to be able to communicate, uh, but based off a one star review, I, I think has enough bad uh, chances to happen with it that uh, it's best left left alone. Oof. There's no if if I had the ability to reply, there's absolutely no way I would not. There, there would be nothing that would be able to keep me from saying something to somebody who left me a one star. Review. And you see, you don't, you don't even, you don't even know which customer left the one star. You only see the stars afterwards, right? So, like, you're, you're not going to get that review, that one star, right after it happens. Like, you no, a cumulative at the end of the day, right? Is that how it works? it's not even necessarily? They don't even have to leave it. They can leave that shit three, four days from the time that I actually delivered it. So, no, I don't see that unless I specifically look for it. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it had just happened that day. It could have been it could have been from days ago. So, for instance, I go to my ratings. And it says that currently I got a 4.86% and I've had Damn. 93, give me a five, four, one, and two ones. But it doesn't tell me. And then down here, I've got those things. So somebody says follow delivery instructions. Mm -hmm. I can only think of the one. I've got one specific time. Um, it was winter time, and somebody ordered Taco Hell, and it was to an apartment complex building where the doors are locked. You can't get in without a code. And the specific instruction said leave food on top of the mailbox. And that's it. So I looked around. There's just one centralized door in the middle of the building with a giant fucking mailbox i sat the food on top of the mailbox took a picture of the shit sent it off to the customer let them know this is where your food's at and i sat there for probably 10 minutes and nobody ever came and got the food so i was like well what have i i've done something wrong at this point in time i figured it was my fault i did something how has it already been how have we been on here for an hour and we haven't talked about anything news related that's how that's how we roll, man. That's how we do. that's how we do. That's how we do. We went on the the backwax story for a little bit. 
Let's go through some news real fast. I'm done with that. That's on. I what? It's been fifty. God damn it! Do you know Will Smith won the uh, award for best actor, the BET award? No, uh, last weekend. You there? Yes, I'm here. Are you here? No. Was he there? Oh, I don't believe he was there. No. Uh, I just saw a headline that Will Smith won best actor for King Richard three months after the actor controversy. The grant the Oscar thing. That's funny. Um, okay. What's in the news? I'm going to go through some stories and you tell me what you want to talk about because we're not going to cover all these with this already gone an hour. Um, there was an, a new inmate missing from the CCL in Lincoln. I'm going to cover this real quick just because it's so goddamn ridiculous. This son of a bitch, this fucking guy, um, he just busted out the other day. Uh, A gentleman, Seth Straub, left his work assignment in the community Friday morning, did not return to the facility. Straub started his sentence April 6th, 2021. He was sentenced three to five years on a charge of theft by unlawful taking or disposition out of Hitchcock County. This motherfucker has a parole eligibility date of July 28th, 2022. That's this month. He just bailed out on Friday. He's got eligibility for parole at the end of this month with a tentative release date of July 19th, 2023. What? What? You don't get to jail for being smart, Douglas. Okay, fair enough. And we'll leave it at that. We will leave it at that because you're absolutely right. Fucking idiot. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Here's an interesting, this is a funny police story of Grand Island, um, Grand Island, Nebraska. There's been some theft of some meat from big ass meat truck from rigs, big rigs. Um, this shit is just crazy to me that people, how do you get away with this? Um, three semi trailers full of meat products are stolen this weekend. Um, this was from June 28th article, three semi trailers full of meat were stolen this weekend in Grand Island could be part of a nationwide trend. They said, um, the trying to skim down here. The first tractor and trailer that was taken had a little over $232,000 worth of meat. Um, And overall, for all of the trailers, it could have been up to a a million dollars worth of meat, apparently. That was stolen. Who? Wow. Somebody, you jacked three semi-trucks worth of, where are they going? Who's doing it? Aren't you having? What are so you doing they, with the meat? Do they take? Are, so they're not stealing the trailer. They're stealing, yes. So that that would mean that they had to have another trailer on them, right? Like they're taking. So they're. T- I'm taking the whole the whole truck, the semi there to another trailer. Yeah, you have to because they found they got they recovered like one or two of the trucks. Wow. So yeah. We go, you and I, we both know how to drive semi-trucks. We both go in, break in, still the track. We find the, the, the trailers that have the AC still running. You can hear it. You can see that the unit's running. Uh, we get in. We jack that trailer, drive off. 
offload $200,000 worth of meat from that semi truck onto another truck. And then we take off. So $200,000 worth of meat times three. Uh, that's a shit ton of frozen meat. Who, who that can't be an individual, right? Like, and they think it's a nationwide trend. Yeah, it says it just says at the beginning of the article um, that the and the thefts may be part of a nationwide trend. It does not look like it was possible for a single person to conduct these thefts. Most likely, it was a minimum of two people or more. On top of that, we have similar thefts of meat products in other areas such as Colfax County and Omaha over the past several weeks that are probably related. Um, police said between Friday and Sunday, two semi-trucks, my bad, two stolen semi-tractors were used to steal three semi-trailers full of meat. The tractor and trailers were reported stolen from Midwest Express. Um, da, 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 da. That's wild. I can't even imagine what you're doing. I, I can't right? mind of a criminal there. I don't, don't know. Am I keeping, am I... An individual or two individuals, you're not keeping hundreds of thousand dollars worth of meat. No, you're Where are you keeping it? it? Are we selling it ourselves? That's a lot of meat to move. Yeah, that's an insane amount of meat. Of course, 282,000. These, these semis, 53-foot dry van, 53-foot reefer, they can hold like thirty-five to 40,000 pounds. Like, I don't... Like, I can't even imagine the time it would take to transfer that. And then I have no idea what your plan is. <laughs> I mean, that's wild. I don't know what you Now, I've, I've noticed uh, I've noticed here in town, and you guys probably, maybe you have this too. At gas stations, you'll see somebody in a little bitty old uh, truck with a cooler, a freezer on the back of it. And they're selling meat at the gas stations. Have you seen this? No. no uh, there's one in town a few blocks away, I've noticed. I saw one out on uh, out going towards uh, Waverly on the interstate. They're yeah, they're little refrigerator trucks. They sent up a little tent uh, with a table outside, and it says like, "I'm just I don't know for sure what it's. It's like uh, buy three ribeyes for thirteen dollars, but and it's a goddamn meat truck. Maybe that's who's buying the meat." <laughs> I'm gonna go ask them. Next time I see one, I should ask, hey man, just between me and you, you guys buying stolen meat and reselling it out here at the gas station? Is that what I should say? How should yeah. I approach this? I will. I mean Where are you getting your meat from, sir? Yeah, well, hey, where where do you get that meat? Are you are you killing animals yourself? Yeah. You guys have a you guys been to Grand Island lately? You got any uh, connection to Grand Island? Yeah. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was a crazy story. So I wanted to share that. Um, another news story that I thought was interesting. Enough. Uh, this is fucking ridiculous. This idiot lady in Lincoln lost $40,000 to a fucking scammer pretending to be a famous actor on Instagram. Mm. I can't believe there's still people out there that believe in Nigerian princes. <laughs> a Lincoln Police Department said a woman lost $40,000 to a scammer she thought was a famous actor messaging her on Instagram. 
On Monday, LPDs uh, were contacted about a fraud case in which a 40-year-old woman, she's not even a senior citizen, a 40-year-old woman explained she was contacted by a man via Instagram who said he was actor Henry Cavill. Hmm. Do you know who that is? I do know who that is, yeah. Superman. Superman. Superman contacted this woman via Instagram, and she believed it was really him. This is what Superman had to say to her. He explained um, that he had sent a briefcase with $10 million in diamonds to her. For what reason? (laughs) Because they were, they'd been talking for a while and Henry probably loved her. Okay. LPD said the scammer told the woman the briefcase wasn't being delivered because it was held up by customs and she could give him her bank information to purchase Bitcoin so that he can send that to the customs agent. Investigators said the woman lost $40,000. The end. That's all of the article. This woman is somewhat successful to have $40,000 on her, right? I mean, yeah, she seems to be doing okay. You're not going to get $40,000 from me uh, if if you're able to scam me. It's not going to happen. I don't have that. Um, And so she gave all her bank information. I mean, that's amazing. So that Henry, the uh, the movie star who has ten million dollars to put in a briefcase along with diamonds mm-hmm. to send to her, Henry's going to have forty thousand dollars of his own that he could pay custom agents. So and never- why would you think that that was proper way to handle shit? Like Henry's like, here's the thing: all that ten million dollars is sitting at the customs, customs and all they, what's that? Customs was squeezing them. They're yeah. Like, Look, we got this $10 million, but I'm going to need $40,000 from you. In Bitcoin. In Bitcoin to, to actually get this through. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. If you were scammed out of $40,000 and it's a stupid story like this, are you going to go to the police or are you just going to take your losses? If you're going to the police. You think so? $40,000. She's right. got to try everything she can. She's obviously... Not the brightest bulb in the bunch. So she's, yes, she's going to go to the police because that's like the, the video of like cops from the early nineties or or that where the woman called the police because she gave a woman $20 for crack and the woman kept her $20 and gave her something that wasn't crack. Mm -hmm. And when the police went up to the lady, they were like, do you sell crack? She's like, fuck no, I'm a hoe or something (laughs) along those lines. The woman was like, why'd you give her $20? She's like, well, because she was going to give me some crack. And the lady, and then they asked the other woman, was like, why'd you give her, why'd she give you $20? She said, I don't know, bitch gave me $20. I don't know. I don't sell no drugs. People, man, that's just absolutely baffling. That's amazing. I cannot believe that if, and this, and they had been talking for a while, apparently. So her and Henry had built up a, a relationship on the ground. You don't think she had some friends that she could have confided in about this and be like, who could have stared her straight? Like I don't uh, know. That's not Henry Cable. Now that we say this out loud, I'm, I need to try to find this woman. Yeah. See what's going on. A lot of people need to reach out and be like, hey. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> yes. $40,000. Isn't that amazing? That's fucking crazy. I cannot I mean, believe that. You know, they took advantage of her good heart. That's what they did. They did. It's actually a sad story. 
It really is. And I feel bad for her, and I want to reach out to console. Yes. And, and see if she needs a friend. Yeah, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Yeah, that's terrible. I saw on the computer that you're an idiot, uh, that you were taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh, how about your boy Rudy Giuliani in the news? Boy, what's he in the news this time for? He's when in the he news. got. Well, he got attacked at the grocery store while campaigning for his son. Yes. His son's rubbing. Ru- rubbing. I don't know what his son does. Um, his son was, is running for governor. Mm-hmm. Your boy Rudy was at a grocery store campaigning for his son when an employee of the grocery store came up behind Rudy, uh, brutally attacked him. Got him in the back, basically. Slapped him in the back. Rudy almost fell down, lost his balance. The pain was just out of this world. Um, the woman standing next to him almost fell over because it was so vicious. Reverberated. Yeah. Reverberated through to her. Guy called him a scumbag. You've obviously seen the video. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And I've seen the, uh, so they were doing an interview on Trump heavy station Newsmax. And the Newsmax, have you seen this part? And the Newsmax guy is like, I got to tell you, Rudy. It didn't look real that bad. And they're like, let's roll the tape. It didn't look that bad. He said, let's roll the tape. And so they rolled the tape, and Rudy's able to watch him roll the tape. The guy walks by, slaps him on the back. The woman who's Rudy's standing by saw that this guy tapped him on the back, and she begins rubbing Rudy's back. And Rudy still, without blinking, without thinking, he just goes with the same story. He's like, oh, you didn't see the slap. You didn't see the push. And Rudy gives his BS story to go with the video that's being played as he's talking. And what kills me is the guy at the end of his explanation is like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Like, how? How in the world did that make sense? You just showed the video while he was speaking. It didn't make any sense whatsoever. He's BSing. Like, so he mm-hmm. went from saying, Rudy, it didn't look that bad, no. to then being persuaded by Rudy's words gave, and not his gave, own eyes? He gave Rudy the floor to kind of explain why it was bad. And that's where Rudy explained. He's like, he hit me so hard it reverberated and almost caused the female standing beside me to fall down as well. And they're showing the video as he's saying this. She doesn't flinch. She's calmly rubbing Rudy's back as he's stating this. And the, and the guy at the end of it is like, yeah, that, well, that does make sense, Rudy. It's just like, huh, these people. It's absolutely. All of a sudden when I heard someone yell something, I can't repeat about what I am. Called him a scumbag. Curse words, dirty curse words, and then some, and then some more dirt, quote, curse words, dirty curse words. And then some more dirty curse words. After the slot, Julian says the man kept swearing and ranting about killing women. That's, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Fuck you, Rudy. That's ridiculous. You have a video. He was arrested for all kinds of shit. And I saw an interview with Rudy in response to the guy being arrested. And Rudy just, he's literally stops and claps. And then I guess the judge dropped everything down to a misdemeanor or something or other and let the dude go on his own recognizance. There's, I would be baffled. I would be pissed, infuriated if anything happens to this guy other than a slap on the wrist. 
This is this is just ridiculous. It'd be a slap on the wrist. It was a pat on the back. I mean, what happens to him? To Rudy? No, to the guy that that knocked the shit out, that punched Rudy, that almost <laughs> shattered his backbone. Well, that's what I'm saying. There should be nothing else to this. Like it should be. Yeah. That's that's some that's just silly. I can't believe that you'd have video of something like that and you'd still claim that it was a, a vicious attack. Fucking weirdo. You sent me a news article out of uh, Oklahoma that I thought was great. Um, Skiatook. Are you familiar with Skiatook, Oklahoma? I don't know Skiatook. I think it's outside Tulsa, but I'm not confident about that. I'm not real familiar with Skiatook. You, I assume, read the uh, article that you sent me? Yeah, a little, uh, you know, we all think Tell about Tell us about this. it. Yeah, we all think about this. A dude is selling meth out of the fast food line. He slips fast. He sleeps slips meth into food and gives it to his druggies who are coming through the lines. Well, there is some, there's some trouble. There's some issues with that. It's not a foolproof plan. Like for instance, you can perhaps put the meth in the wrong bag and give it to an incorrect customer, which is what happened to Skia took. Uh, so the Skia took customer made his order uh, took a home or started opening it up in the car and realized that there was also meth involved. He did not order a side of meth with his order. Uh, so he immediately called the cops. The cops showed up and they arrested uh, this Skia Took fast food employee for selling drugs um, out of the fast food re- restaurant. We got to be careful out there. I mean, everybody wants to be breaking bad. It's it's a difficult job out there to be a druggie and a drug seller. You just gotta you gotta be very careful and vigilant. You can't be all willy nilly. Be what? Willy nilly. Uh, prior to that, vigilant. Okay, vigilant. Yeah. I meant. I thought you said vigilant. Yeah, I said vigilant, but I meant I was going between vigilant and diligent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I thought I heard diligent. Uh, di, 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 whatever. Vigilant. You heard digilent. Digilent, yes. 11.1% alcohol. <laughs> That's, yeah. I want to know what kind of, was this a little mom and pop restaurant? I'm trying to see the transaction. Uh, who got the cash? Who drops off the drugs in the bag? Who hands the bag to the customer? Like, who fucked up this transaction? It was Is the it, dealer. It was the dealer who fucked it up. I'm so you think that the dealer got the money and placed the, the order was placed? Like, I'm the dealer, right? You're the customer. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of thing where – was it a drive through Was it uh, yeah, in-house? In so we think it was a one-window operation. This yeah. isn't like a McDonald's where they've got two windows. The customer found the small baggie with the crystalline substance inside their bag. I thought it provided me with the uh, – the restaurant, but this is just saying fast food. Hold on. According to Skia took police, the customer found the small baggie inside their bag. Police said it later tested positive for meth. Skia took police said officers arrested Bryce Francis, a restaurant employee for distribution of a controlled substance within 2,000 feet of school. Uh, just a double whammy. He was within yeah. 2,000 feet of a school and possession of a controlled substance. He's dealing drugs out of the drive through and put the meth in the wrong bag. Unfortunately, we do not get we do not get the name of the restaurant. How big is Skia Took, Oklahoma? Oh, that's got to be that's. Oh, there's a what? Un, oh, picture of what? It was, it was a Carl's Jr. It was a Carl's Jr. They got a picture of the uh, the meth 
in the back. Oh, nice. nice. Yes. I got a picture of the meth. Uh, he's got some French fries and a burger, and in between both of them is a <laughs> bag of meth. Yeah. Little Carl's Jr. Um, All know. right. So that's a one because I went to a Hardee's the other day. Mm-hmm. So that's a one window situation. So yeah, that's uh, that's too bad. That's oh he wait 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 we're going through the details, Doug. I'm sorry, going through the details. Uh, it was not through the drive through, not through the drive through. Okay. The guy brought me my food at the table. He said, "Here, enjoy." Poured my fries out and went to take a bite of my burger. In the second wrapper, I saw a baggie hanging out. He said he always orders the same thing at Carl's Jr. A large number one, no cheese. But this time he got more than what he paid for. <laughs> he was yeah, like, you got a bonus. Yeah, I'm like, I'm getting out of here. And the guy near me was like, don't order anything with no cheese because apparently it means something else. So this is well known in the restaurant. Uh, nice. Bryce Francis was working at Carl's Jr. and selling meth out of the restaurant. They said he admitted to messing up the order. We said, hey, do you happen to know who this belongs to? He spoke up and said, hey, that's mine. I was trying to make extra money. I messed up. Put it in the wrong bag. Uh, Francis told Melise, police, he hadn't been paid yet for the $50 bag of meth he put in the wrong burger wrapper. He told officers he was going to give the meth in order to get in, in and get paid later. He spoke to the fact that it's probably one of the dumbest things he's ever done. He was just trying to earn extra money on the side while at the restaurant. Um, no, actually, the dumbest thing you've ever done, Francis, is tell the fucking police that it was you who yeah. did it. You yeah. fucking clown! Jesus Christ! Hey, that was it was me. I did it. My bad. Just <laughs> trying to make a little extra side money. No worries. We're good. Won't do it again. Hmm. Sorry. the uh, The guy who uh, got the meth said he was given a replacement meal but won't be eating out anytime soon. I already have a heart problem, so if I bit into it, it probably would have killed me. Just to make sure we understand, the meth wasn't spread onto the burger. It was in a baggie next to the burger. So there would have been no reason whatsoever for him to bite into the bag of meth. Right. Just to excuse the meth dealer real quick. Right. And and now he's going to make an over-exaggeration and be like, I'm never eating out again. Yeah, like oh, I'm not going to any any restaurant in this entire goddamn Steatuk. Everybody's selling goddamn drugs out of the drive-through. Yeah, I bet he's already eaten out since then. He's probably gone back to Carl's Jr. <laughs> probably, probably. That's fantastic. I think that's a great story. I love it. Um, you also sent me another story about. Uh, did you give me the Burger King one, or did you give me... Yeah, you gave me the Burger King, and you gave me the mayonnaise one. This Burger King story is fantastic. Um, a guy in what uh, Arizona, in, in Nevada, in Las Vegas, he works at the McCarran Airport Burger King. He's been there for 27 years without missing a single day. Um, the company, to recognize his uh, loyalty to being a... Burger King employee who's never missed a single fucking day for 27 years. They gave him the goodie bag. That And the video that went viral of this guy, he's generally happy. Like, he's like, thank you. This is great. Can you believe what they gave me? He's a man with simple needs 
who wants to work hard to provide for his children, and he's now being rewarded handsomely. So Burger King gives him a sack with what? Uh, Reese's Pieces, um, two pins, uh, a clear tumbler. <laughs> the kind of things that you get on the first day at some jobs. Yeah. It's like, welcome to your job. Uh, yeah. We start training. Here's your little goodie bag, welcome bag. Uh, and this guy was seriously excited and happy that he got it. Uh, it went viral, and he has since been gifted quite a bit in the meantime. Have, have you seen what's happened because of this? He's over $250,000 raised now. Uh, David Spade kind of made it bigger than it was. Um, David Spade decided to uh, uh, provide a d- donation of $50,000. No. Good job to David Spade giving out 5,000. Uh, 50. 50. 50. I looked at it today. What? It was only 5,000. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive. Okay. Because I, I went. Go ahead. $5,000. God damn it. And so if you go to the guy's GoFundMe page, um, so the news article I pulled up has the GoFundMe page. He is now, wow, when I wrote this down earlier today, he was at 318000 He's already bumped up to 322000 in the last few hours. Um, your boy was the highest donator at 5000 for a while, but he was overtaken by Scott Dawson, whoever that is, who gave the gentleman $5,200 to be the top donator. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's fantastic that this guy is getting rewarded $300,000. Uh, he stayed with the Burger King for all these years because of their amazing health insurance that he was getting. Um, and he had kids and wanted to, uh, yeah, 27 years at the Burger King. Burger King is amazing. Perfect attendance. Even yeah. Year, amazing. I, I can't. I'm at, times that 27, couldn't even... I can't even fathom that in my head. Like it's phenomenal. Have a perfect attendance at any job, no matter how low or high high you are on the totem pole. I, I mean, kudos to this dude. That's a good work ethic. Stay at the same place twenty seven years. Burger King, amazing. Just like my mind is boggled by that. I'm right. My, and you would think if you've been at Burger King for twenty seven years, yeah, the I'm longest sorry. I've lasted place is eight years. Eight years. That's that's it for me. Ten years for me, longest I've lasted ten years. Um, but the fact that he lasted twenty seven years and it still looked like he was working entry level position. Yes, not. You know what I mean? He was not. He didn't own the restaurant by this time. Burger King didn't give him a goddamn franchise on his own. Uh, uh, yeah, good for him. He's obviously deserving, hardworking. And I, when I started looking into the article, I was like, what has Burger King done? Like, Burger King should be embarrassed and ashamed and should be coming out with some sort of a justification. It's, I don't know if I'm looking for a justification, but some sort of like, we fucked uh, up. They need to they, own that they fucked up by giving him a goddamn candy they, and pens. Yeah, so they shifted some blame here. Because uh, Burger King is not the company that does these type of rewards. They hire out 
a third party company uh, that gives out away rewards. And so the company, the other company has had to explain, uh, is being forced to explain. But both of them, both of them are wrong. Burger King is number one in the wrong. And then this company, who's apparently experts in the field of giving out these goodie bags, is number two. I would imagine that Burger King has fired uh, this company from representing them when it comes to rewarding their, their employees. But I have not seen any updates saying that Burger King has done such and such for this employee. I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah, Burger King should be on the top of that goddamn GoFundMe page. I agree. Not Scott Dawson. Yeah, whoever the hell Scott Dawson is. I agree. Burger King's a, uh, I don't know if they're in the billions, but they're certainly in the hundreds of millions when it comes to uh, how big of a company they are. Absolutely. Ridiculous. Good for him. I'm, I'm super glad that he's getting rewarded like this. Um, I don't have this in my notes, but you had sent something about the, the mayonnaise. Yeah, the, mayonnaise. Uh, yeah. In Atlanta, a subway station that's uh, also in a gas station. Um, we had two female employees, a like a 22-year-old and a 25-year-old. My understanding is they were both new employees. Yes. They got into a an argument with a 35-year-old male about the amount of mayo that they had put on the sandwich. This seems like something that would be easy to resolve, both by the employees and by the customer. I guess for the customer, it was easy to resolve. He just ended up shooting both of them. Um, he decided to resolve it by murdering one of them and shooting and critically injured the other. Uh, the weird thing about this is that he was caught pretty pretty quickly after that. It's not like he just disappeared. Um, you would think, based off of that story of getting into an argument about Mayo and then killing uh, one person, that perhaps he's killed before and he's gotten away with it. Today, this this was not the case. The story, the news story that Atlanta did regarding the story is oh, marvelous. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> you should watch it. Yes. Uh, they, they cut away to the, uh, the, the reporter on the field. He begins with a jar of Mayo in one hand in a bun in the other. And he says, I'm sitting in front of the subway where today someone died. Now, why we needed that, why we needed that, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's how people learn. I don't know. I think if you just told me that someone was murdered by two, I think it would have been more effective by maybe opening up the buns and perhaps there was a gun inside the bun. I think maybe that would have helped me out. Like, because ultimately the story was that someone got killed and not that there was too much mayo. Yeah. Yeah. He actually squirted the mayo, yeah. which you think perhaps he had to ask the owner if he could borrow a bun and some mayo in order to do the story. Or maybe he went to the gas station. I don't know what his, what his thoughts were there. And then they, and then they interviewed the owner and holy moly, he was a character within himself. He went into some like political rants. And he was, he was, he was, he was, it was a level of like one to 10 and he was like at a hundred. Uh, yeah, he was, he was a character witness. It was, it was everything you expect out of a local news story. It was so crass. It was absolutely the worst thing. Yeah. I've got the mayonnaise. Obviously you could tell it was not Subway. Subway's got the circle nondescript. This was more of the oblong shaped clearly from the gas station side of things and it had a label on it 
Uh, the bun was obviously not a Subway bun. It was nine. It wasn't six inches because a Subway sandwich six inches is cut in half, twelve inch, right? So yeah. this was rounded on both ends. It wasn't a twelve incher because it fit in the palm of his hand. So it looked like he got like a bratwurst bun. It wasn't a hot dog bun. It was like a step above a hot dog bun, uh, below a hokey bun. It was a weird bun. And the yes, what? Hey, who? Uh, he squirted. It was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. It was so terrible. It was great to watch, but shitty and fucked up. And I can't believe that whoever's in charge of that news station was like, good work. Good work. Put that on Prime. Get that up there right now. That's good. You're going places. Good work. Yes. There's a lot of questions that come to this. One would be, why are two employees working together at a restaurant? That's a no-no. Obviously, there needs to be a veteran on site or a manager to help defuse the situation. Another uh, point I would make is, how do we know for sure this was really an argument about mayo? I mean, do we feel like someone's so, so freaking loose on the chain, so loose on the leash that they can't even handle an argument about mayo without gun firing? And then once this guy goes to jail, does he just stick to, I killed someone when someone asks him what he's in for? Or does he go into details? Which way does that go? Because... If you tell someone you killed, like, there's two ways of looking at it. If you, if you tell someone you murdered some people off of a mayo, they could be like, whoa, this dude off the reservation. Or they could be like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You were in here because you didn't have the patience to just wipe the mayo off yourself. I just, there's just a lot of questions that come from this story. First of all, there's no such thing as too much mayo. So I don't know what this guy's problem is. Uh I've never had a case where Subway's given me too much mayo. I would like to commend that Subway for having a situation where they potentially have too much mayo. That means they're doing the right thing by me. They had a five-year-old daughter, child with them as well, behind the counter. That's not good. Um, uh, but to, to speak on whether or not they they tell their, their fellow residents, their roommates in jail, um, their fellow convict criminals, inmates... I don't think they have a choice from what I've learned from watching television in the last few months. Um, and I don't remember what I've watched where they're the documentaries, but they were like real life prison type shit. Uh, you have, they, you have your folder, you have your case file when you go to prison and uh, they want to see that the fellow inmates, the people that I guess are kind of in charge, if you will, you know what I mean? Like, they, re- they require that you show them your fucking folder, your file, your case. I, what I'm saying is I don't think you can hide the facts. I don't think that that individual can go in there and, and, and lie about what he did. Because it seems to me from what I've, I've gathered from prison lifestyle, they look at your fucking folder to see what you've well, been charged for. Huh? How do they get to your folder? You notice that whenever I can't hear you, I lean forward into the computer. Yeah, just in case you can hear me a little bit better. I've got headphones on. It doesn't matter where I go. Nothing changes. It's like when I'm driving in the car and I turn the radio down because something feels weird. Yeah. You got to feel weird vibration. So you turn the radio down. Or you're potentially lost. Yeah. You've got to turn the... When you're in heavy traffic... 
and you're in an unfamiliar area and you're like, do I go left? Do I go right? Where am I actually at right now? You got to turn that radio down to know where to go. I'm doing that. What'd you say, Will? Yeah. Can you speak up a little bit? Uh, what was your question about the folder? I'll move off of that. When the, when the customer tells you that you put too much mayo on the sandwich, why are you upset to the point you feel like you got to argue about that? Can you not just scrape it off? Well, I mean, you don't care how much mayo is on someone's sandwich. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the question would be like, well, what, do you, what is it you want me to – how do you want me to rectify that? That's a simple rectification. No, it's not. Not on a Subway sandwich. You can't just, just – you have to take the whole sandwich apart, Will. You act like you've never been to a Subway. You don't even know what else is on the sandwich. There could be – if there's no lettuce on there, you it's a perfect scrape off. You, you put the mayo on top of most likely meat – and then you just take a scraper. Oh my god! What kind of a right? You've never been to Subway. You're telling me right now you've never been to a Subway based on your ridiculous statement that you just made. You've never Subway sandwich. What's the very first thing they do? They cut the bread open. Uh-huh. Then do they not put the sauce on the bread first? I have no. I don't know the answer to that. Do they do that? The first thing you do is get the is get the sauce. I'm pretty so, sure. You, so let let's all right. Well, let's back it up a little bit. So the very first thing that goes on the bread is the sauce, and he's still upset. That's even easier. I'm thinking it's the last thing you do. You're telling me it's the first. If there's too much mayo on the bread, you scrape it off. You're good to go. Sure. If yeah. it's noticed, if it's noted, if he's paying attention. And you see that they put too much. Maybe what happened is, yes, they got the bread. They opened it up. And the more I talk, and maybe I'm not sure, I'm not 100% confident that that's the first step. But I'm pretty damn sure the very first thing they do is put your sauces on the bread. Well, but anywho, okay. let's just if say you, that they do. If you want to murder somebody about the amount of mayo on there, you're, you're, you're not just letting it go by. You're noticing it. Well, that's where I'm going. Maybe okay. this is this is how it started. Maybe it blew up from the beginning, and he did say, "Let's just say hypothetically, boom! I got my bread out. I put the mayo on the bread, and I'm and I'm shifting my way down the thing. And right away, the dude's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's way too much mayonnaise. It's possible that these young ladies were like, no, it's not, and kept going. And so maybe he said, I would like the." Uh, I don't even know what kind of sandwiches they sell. The cold cut combo. And like, perfect. So now they already know what meat they need to put on the sandwich. I can keep going even though he's yipping and yapping. So I got the bread. What do you want on it? Mayonnaise and mustard. Boom. (laughs) Too much mayo. That's way too much mayo on that sandwich, bitch. You're crazy with all that mayo. And she's like, fuck you. That's not too much mayo. Slides down. Starts building the sandwich. Puts in the cold cuts on top of all that mayonnaise. Then she's putting cheese and she's like, what toppings do you want on it? And he's yelling at her about how much mayo's on the thing. And she's still trying to build the sandwich. It's a possibility that that could have, it could have started and just progressed because she, I'm not justifying this guy. It sounds like maybe I'm giving justification to why he was so heated, but I'm just saying maybe it could have played out like that. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense. I just think, I mean, one, the customer is always right. As we know. Absolutely. Yeah, if the customer says that's too much mayo, it's really end of discussion. It's too much mayo. Just because I like a whole bottle of mayo on my sandwich doesn't mean you, the customer, likes all that mayo on your sandwich. So I agree with you. 
Preston's always right. No employee, it's even like I could see a vet fighting back. Like mm-hmm. a vet's gonna be like, mm, "Come on, man, no." Yeah. But when you're a newbie, you're doing your best to make sure that you're doing everything as close to correct as possible, for the most part. Theoretically, the yeah, theoretically. Um, and if the customer's gonna tell me there's too much mail right there, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, okay, well, my bad." Let's grip that yeah. shit up. I'm trying to get into the mindset of an employee who is who would argue back to them yeah. too much make. Yeah. And then how much escalation is it? I mean, how much arguing is it about the mayo before the gun is pulled? Shots are fired. Well, you got to think, I would, I don't know. It, I could see it going both ways. This guy's just a fucking hothead. We don't know what how his day went. Was he angry when he walked in the store? Was he just oh, he, was, he was clearly angry when he walked in the store. Yeah, he was probably I mean, angry. He was hangry. Oh, listen, I know one person that I don't ever want to be around when they're hangry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you're married mm-hmm. to her. Yeah, I've yeah, never right. experienced hanger in my life. I'd always heard about hanger, mm-hmm. but I've never seen it until I witnessed it. This shit is real. People yeah. really get fucking hangry. In the don't heat? Double uh, combo? In Atlanta? Ooh! Man, it's just bubbling. It's waiting to happen. It's a sad, sad story. It's terrible that it happened over some fucking mayo. I think that's some shit. I've got two more quick things to talk about. Go ahead. Do you see the alleged threesome that led to a 60-person brawl on a carnival cruise? I did see that. That's good stuff. That's good stuff indeed. Isn't that crazy? 60-person yeah. brawl because of a... Brawling over a threesome. Say again. Why did 60 people get involved in a threesome conversation? <laughs> I agree. I don't know. I think it was just had to have been a bunch of hotheads that just wanted to fight as well. Because obviously. 5 a.m. Yeah, well, on a cruise ship. Yeah, uh, it's like 2 a.m. Are you sure? No. It, it doesn't matter. After in the a.m. Yeah, it's in the Yeah, a. yeah, yeah. I, it had to have been the case where, right, it's two couples, right, so it's a threesome. I'll get into the article here in a second. I just skimmed it, but I've watched the video. It just has to be a case of, obviously, those 60 people didn't weren't all involved. It Unless was a there was upside down pineapple going on. Could have been. I don't know. It could have been. Could have. But it just says a threesome. Yeah. I don't know. I think what happened is the fight started and then you just start spilling, right? So people me and you out. break out in an individual fight. We're the only two involved, but we're around a bunch of fucking drunk people in the early a.m. hours, whether it's 2 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning. So there's people that are obviously inebriated on a cruise ship. Uh, we're all in a in a in an area where there's a lot of people around. Me and you start tussling, and then this guy and this guy and this guy – that don't affiliate with anything start to get involved, um, and then maybe another dude brushes up against that dude. I think what happens is when they're trying to break up the fight, other fights start happening within that scenario, that and the sense. next thing you know, everybody's just fighting everybody, and nobody knows why they're fucking fighting everybody. That's the only way it had. I mean, I don't see any other way for that to happen other than a bunch of people ended up fighting and they don't know why. I don't know why I'm fighting this guy, but I am because I can, because it's just what everybody's doing. 
I don't because a chair came over the top and hit me on the back of my head. Somebody threw a chair. I see the chair. I turn around and I just throw it back. I don't know, man. Uh, little mob mentality situation. Mob mentality situation. And then you find out hours later that you were in a fight because of a couple who had a threesome uh, without the other person knowing. <laughs> exactly. And, and then do you feel bad about the situation or are you like, it was kind it probably, of fun? I think it makes the story a lot better for you. If you were not involved in the two couples, but you got involved in the fight and you find out that this is all over a threesome, I think you probably feel good that you got involved in a huge fight that took place among a crowd of passengers aboard a counterville magic was allegedly ignited by allegations of cheating, according to a passenger who shared video. An alleged threesome among guests aboard the vessel caused a rift. One person's significant other discovered the tryst on the trip. The onlooker, Teresa James, who identified herself as a travel agent, said she saw the fight from her cabin door. She told Fox News outlet the melee began at 2 a.m., about 2 a.m., near the ship's dance club and casino on the fifth floor. She described the passengers who sparked the fight as, quote, ignorant fools acting stupid, end quote. The brawl lasted about an hour? Holy shit! 60 minutes! An entire hour! A fight or a boxing match does not last an hour. No. A 12-round boxing match is 36 minutes long. Fuck me. I didn't read all this. The battle moved from the fifth floor where it started to the ship's first floor. So, I mean, you right? It lasted an hour. The fucking thing just spread all over the boat like a damn wildfire. Eventually, the cruise line security crew had to call the U.S. Coast Guard to escort the ship to shore. When the Coast Guard has to come in, right? That's a a, a rumble. But what's the end? There's no deaths. Do we have any injuries or arrests? The brawl lasted about an hour. Sixty people, according to travel agent. Um, The battle moved from the fifth floor to the first Coast Guard. The ship arrived in Manhattan on schedule. The police were waiting at the terminal as it docked. At this time, it's unknown whether any guests were arrested or whether New York or New Jersey authorities will handle the incident since it occurred on international waters. Yeah. I, I bet nothing happens to anybody people, other than other than they're probably got, uh, banned from yeah. Carnival. These people got into a drunken rage for like an hour. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got arrested. I mean, these guys are just pushing each other for like an hour straight. Nobody could... Down four floors. Like <laughs> they... Yeah. They went from the fifth all the way down to the first floor fucking slapping and fighting for an hour. Nobody was pushed overboard, which to me would have been the obvious go-to move there. Um, Nothing. Who even has the stamina to fight for a fucking hour through four floors of a boat? I mean, that's you got to imagine this just – yes, I bet the people that originally started it, they were done after 10 minutes. Done 10 minutes. Yes. They were yeah, out of breath, tired, and just like, ah, oh, fuck it. It's not that big of a deal. But by now, the fire spread. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. I didn't read all that shit. I skimmed it, and, and that's that's why I would have liked to have so seen you, that. Do you think the threesome was the cool kind or the uncool kind? Well, you got to think the uncool kind since it got to this point, right? Well, first know. of all, what does that mean? 
Hold on. Cool What's a cool kind cool. versus an uncool kind? Two girls and a guy is the cool kind. And oh. cool two dudes and a girl. I don't know. There's unfortunately there's no information on the uh, level of the with the coolness. Yeah, I need to know. Cool or uncool. Like the couples were good enough with each other. Why did they leave the fourth person out? Well, like why? Well, I mean, why would the fourth person not get to be invited to that? Did the fourth person know about it and decline? But if the, if they knew about it and declined, then what are you mad about? There's nothing to fight about. Three of you were seventy five percent of you were all in on it. One person said no. I'm just wondering if there was a secret. <laughs> I'm just. Why did we leave the fourth person out? Why would the fourth person say no to this? I'm reading because I was trying to. I mean, how do we know that there was two couples involved? I thought that was what. It has to be two couples, right? Yeah, the couple. One couple found out. One person found. Yeah, yeah. The fight started because the one person found out about the the the, the menage a trois, and that's how the fight got going. So here's how it happened. Here's how it happened. Here's how it happened, in my opinion. So they're at the club casino, right? Mm -hmm. We've got two couples: Tom and Janine, and Shelly and Chad. Tom and Janine love to fucking party. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're down in that casino. They go on cruises every other month. They go on cruises a lot. Upside down pineapples, the whole thing. Uh, mm -hmm. So they, what was their name again? Tom and Janine? Yeah, they were the partiers. Tom and Janine are the partiers. They're at the club. They're at the casino getting party. Now, Chad and his wife, what was her name? Shelly? Shelly. Shelly, Chad, Chad doesn't like the party. Chad's a bit of a curmudgeon. Chad likes to go on these boats. He sits out on the deck, drinks all day long, and then he likes to go back to the cabin and just crash. Shelly's like, you old fucking lazy son of a bitch. Let's go to the casino. Let's party. I want to go so to the club. I want to get lit. I want to keep this going. We're on vacation. Shelly's already coming in with a lot of heat. Shelly's already pissed off at Chad because Chad never wants to do anything after dinner. He's always eating the fucking buffet. Chad never wants to go and have the, the, the dinner with the captain where they get all dressed up and have a fancy time. Chad's a piece of shit that drinks all day and eats fucking buffet and sits in the goddamn cabin. And what's bad also, Shelly's pissed off because Chad won't ever get a cabin with the, with the, with the balcony. He's always getting these little small cabins down on the inside of the bottom of the boat. She can't even go out on a fucking balcony while Chad's fucking passed out after having a buffet and drinking too much. So she's like, fuck it. I'm going to the club. I'm going to the casino. I'm spending Chad's fucking money. I might do some drugs if I get some non-cheese on my burger at the restaurant and get some fucking methamphetamines. I'm getting fucked up tonight. Yeah. She runs into Tom and Janine playing fucking... Tom's playing uh, slot machines while Janine's on the scope because that's what Janine's job is. Tom posts up, feeds the machine slowly, plays. They're looking around. Shelly comes walking by. She's got a little stumble because she's already drunk. She's looking for a good time. Janine, a lock size with Shelly. Notice Shelly's on her own and looks like she's ready to mingle. One thing leads to another. They've got a nice cabin up on the top of the boat with a balcony. 
invited Shelly back. She's excited because she's never even got to see one of those nice fucking cabins other than on the internet whenever Tom's placing the making the, the reservation. She Check. goes up. What, Chad, my bad. Next thing you know, Tom, Janine, and Shelly, yeah, having a good time. One thing leads to another the next night. Things get discussed. Chad gets angry. Because Shelly's done this before, let's be honest. And he's like, again? Shelly, you said you weren't. We said when we got on the boat, you were going to be. This shit wasn't going to happen. And she's like, well, tired of your buffet drinking lifestyle on the boat. I needed some dick. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Okay. So it's it sounds like, have you seen Boogie Nights recently? I'm, it's been been a while, but I'm still pretty familiar with it. So uh, the uh, the guy who's who's also in Shameless is in Boogie Nights. What's his name? Uh, the dad. The yes, I can't think of his name. His wife in Boogie Nights just keeps fucking everybody. Always, she's every always fucking. Goes to a party, she's always ends up fucking somebody. Yeah, and she's talking they, to him like it ain't no thing. Yeah, that that's basically Chad and Shelly. Yeah, he's Chad. She's Shelly. She's just going out, just fucking around. And yeah. She loves it. He's just trying to live a normal life. And in, and then this is what it comes to. This is this is where it boils boils over. Basically. Yeah, they they almost got a divorce a couple years back because of this kind of thing, but they had some counseling, and Shelly was like, "I'll be better," and Chad was like, "Great," and Chad was like, "I'll be better," because I know so you Chad, like to have a good time. What sounds like that needs to be better. Well, they both needed to make some some effort here. Chad needed to kind of you know step out a little bit. Make his wife happy by going out and showing her a good time when they're on the boat instead of mm-hmm. just eating and drinking. And he promised her this and she promised that. And it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Communication's key in a relationship. And they obviously aren't communicating with one another good enough. And next Maybe. thing you know, people are sleeping with people's spouses and people are breaking out in hour-long four-story fights with 60 people. It's crazy. The moral to the story is, people, if you're in a committed relationship, communicate. That's it. If you communicate, you won't find yourself in a threesome situation that you don't want to be in and getting in a big fight with 60 people on a boat. It's that simple. The end. The end. That's it. Let's wrap it up. I was going to talk about the live golf, but I don't know much about it. (laughs) I was hoping you did. And then I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I thought it was just baffling. Let's wrap it up. Hour 50. William, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Um, I had my job interview this week. We didn't bring that up. You had it or have it? I had it. I had it on Tuesday. How'd it go? It was a Zoom meeting with four individuals. Yeah, I think it went... I wasn't, it, I think it went well. It, it, I don't know yet. I'll find out next week whether or not they offer me the job. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I think it went okay, though. I think I might get it. Well, good luck. And we'll I see. Well. I hope you get good news. We want to give a shout out to the president of the company, Matthew, just in case he's listening. They did ask me at the, at the end of the interview to give a one word, what is in one word, name something that you can talk about endlessly. 
I didn't know what to say. So I said radio and podcasting. I gave two words. And when they specifically asked for one, um, and then that piqued their interest. So then I explained uh, the radio podcasting career. Uh, I gave an explanation about the podcast. It was terrible. Uh, I gave basically just the introduction that we use of it's two uninformed guys with little preparation. You gave um, prospective employees your the opportunity to listen to you on a podcast. I know. I regretted it immediately. Um, Matthew got excited, and I could tell that he was writing down the information, and he did say that he was looking forward to listening. I did let him know. That that made me very nervous, and he assured me that he would not let I would not the podcast would not be held against me in any way. Oof. And then the lady that was on the podcast, Lisa, I believe she's in Human Resources, joked and asked me if I would then do the podcast for the company, and I said yes. As a matter of fact, now that you bring that up, I don't actually want to do the job that we're talking about now. I only want to do the podcast and we all chuckled and it ended after they gave me one word answers for what they could talk about. So Matthew, if you're listening, uh, congratulations on making it two hours deep to hear me say hi and please don't hold it against me. One word concerts. Yes, That's it. there you go. Doug, I'm going to, uh, going to two concerts this week. Chicago, Illinois. Oh. The crew Def Leppard Poison on Friday night. The return, the return of Rage Against the Machine. Their first show in 12 years on Saturday night with Run the Jewels opening up. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Nice. I'll try to have some non-music stories for you because those reviews will be found on No Judgments here. I'll try to have some off the rails stories. When, when are the shows? Friday, Friday and Saturday? Saturday. Does your wife know yet? She did. Uh, Pearl uh, somehow found told her about it. She, she, Pearl somehow, I think I told you this, Pearl gave her her phone back. Pearl had the wife's phone. Okay. And when Pearl gave the phone back to the wife, it was open up to my uh, flight schedule to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Eric was like, <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, you? In Chicago? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she, she, <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm going to Chicago. Damn it. Holy shit, that's amazing. How did that get it? What? How did Pearl get to that? I still have no idea. I, I will never know. I don't know why it would have been found on the wire. And I bet Pearl was just sitting there with that smile on her face the whole time, just Evil. looking up. Okay. That girl in front of the burning house. You know that <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll show you that picture. That That's what I imagine Pro was like when she gave that the phone over to my wife. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, so Friday, Saturday, what venues are these at? Uh, the, the, the stadium tour is at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It'll be my first ever time to Wrigley Field. And then... Uh, and the is Rage that Rage and... That's, that's, uh, that's Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Poison. And then Rage Against Machine and Run the Jewels are opening up this two-year delayed tour in Alpine Valley in East Troy, Wisconsin. An, an epic venue. 
where Stevie Ray Vaughan died back in the 80s. And uh, where Erica and I saw PJ20, Pearl Jam 20 Festival. So I can't wait. Is it like an amphitheater? What is it? An amphitheater. It's a large open air amphitheater. About 35,000 people. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, it's a big one. Wow, that'll be cool. Um, Check the weather. It's supposed to be in the 70s both days. It's what? Be so it's going to be absolutely perfect. You flying yeah. over there? I'm assuming you're flying? Chicago, you did yeah. say your schedule. Um, one other question. Molly, whoa, I can't believe that that's at Wrigley. Molly Crew sounds like Vince Neil sounds like. He sounds rough. It's, it's, I saw a video. It's disgusting. He's not good. He's not good. But you got these three bands, the three, probably, I would say, the outside Bon Jovi, um, the three biggest 80s hair metal bands there are together in 2022. This was also scheduled for 2020, but due to the pandemic, it's been pushed back. They've been averaging somewhere close to 35,000 plus per night. So uh, it should be near a sellout for Wrigley Field. Wow, that's awesome. I can't wait to see the snaps that you're going to be sending. Oh, I can't wait to get the snapshot, snap, snaps out there. Yeah. And uh, all the stories that you're going to have to share. Obviously, the next podcast will be recorded hopefully during the week when you get back, like a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, if possible. Yeah. And I assume that whole thing is just going to be full of all the great stories that you're going to be telling. Yeah, I'm going solo to just to make it even better. Shilk's not going with you? No, no, Shook's not going. Wow, okay. All right, well, good luck. Hope you have a great trip. Hope you have a safe trip. Hope you have a fruitful trip. Um, if any fights break out, don't join them, but stay close by. Stay close by for sure. You want to stay on the right, like a, like a mosh pit. You want to be right on the rim, right on the outside of that. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. 100%. All right, William. Well, thanks for joining me. Uh, it was a pleasure. I had a good time. I would do some clapping or some cheering, but nothing works around here anymore. So thanks for listening. Have a great trip. And everybody out there, peace. Later. Bye. We're Doug and Will, and we are off the rail, off the rail.